Hello, my name is David Lesner, and I'm one of the pastors at Creekwood United Methodist Church. We are located in Fairview, Texas, right east of Allen, just north of the Dallas area. The sermon you're about to hear was recorded at one of our worship services, which we'd love to invite you to check out live at 8.30 a.m. for traditional or 11 a.m. for contemporary on Sunday mornings on our Facebook page or the recorded version on YouTube. We'd love for you to check out our social media pages at Creekwood UMC or our website, creekwoodumc.org, for more information about what is happening and how you can grow with us in our mission to share God's love. If you feel inspired, there's also a way to give at the top of the website. Thanks for listening to this sermon, and we hope it inspires you in your journey with God.
There's nothing I can do. Yeah. 
Welcome to worship. We're really glad that you're here today to worship God and celebrate the life we have in Jesus Christ. At some point today, I hope that you will greet those around you as well as register your attendance. You can do so by using your phone to scan the QR code on the screen that'll pop up in a little while or in the seat back in front of you, or you can use the attendance pads at the end of the row. We use these to collect prayer requests that we pray through as well as to track to make sure that everybody's okay. Now, here's some other information that will help you out today. When it's time for the offering, you can go to creekwoodumc.org give. Or if you're sitting in the audience, the ushers will pass the plates. And remember, your gifts do make a difference. As you are giving, we would love for you to also think about giving to our core mission initiatives that we are featuring each month. When you give online, you can use the drop-down menu to select missions, or you can also drop a check or cash in the bucket labeled missions at the back of the sanctuary. And students, if you are in 6th through 12th grade, we would love for you to join us on Wednesday nights for our student ministry programming. We know this is a lot of information. If you need help or support, don't hesitate to ask someone with a gold name tag, whether they're staff, a greeter, an usher, or someone at our welcome desk. We're here to help, and we want to support your spiritual life. We think joining a small group is a great way to grow and support one another, and I'd love to help you find the right group. Contact me with any questions you have. Once again, we're really glad you took the time to worship today. Now, worship is about to begin. Good morning, church. It's great to see us all together under one roof. Let's stand and sing some songs together. Justice, justice. 
listening to his voice, new life the dead receive. A mournful broken hearts rejoice, the humble poor believe. Glory to God in praise and love be ever, ever given by saints below and saints above the church and earth and again Creekwood we're so glad that you guys are here worshiping with us is one body in one church under one roof it's beautiful um, let's take a minute and meet and greet each other give somebody a hug around you a high five whatever works Good morning. Good morning. Let me invite you to take your seats. I hate to kill a good conversation. I hope maybe you met somebody you hadn't either seen in a while or seen before because we have joined the two services together. But later on, we have a great time of soups and sweets and fellowship um, out in the lobby and in 110 and wherever you can find a seat that we would love for you to uh, be a part of and continue these great conversations, continue meeting someone new as well. And even if this is your first time, we really hope that you stay around and we will find you someone to talk to um, because hopefully we're all engaging and, and hospitable around here. So um, if you are new here today, my name is David Lesner. I'm one of the pastors here at Creekwood United Methodist Church. We're growing deep roots to share God's love, and I am honored to be um, in worship with you today. I hope at some point today you will um, sign in. Um, you can do that by scanning the QR code on the screen with your phone, or there's QR codes in the seat back pockets, or there are attendance pads you can pass down the rows and just fill that out as well. Um, one, it's important because it helps us out with a lot of different information, but two, um, uh, and two, it's a way that we can get in contact with you if uh, you're newer with us. And number three, it's where we register our prayer requests and our prayer concerns. And so if you have something that you would like some extra prayer for or you want to have someone pray with you through something, this is a spot to do it, and we will make sure that we do that. We cover it every Monday, and then we reach out throughout the week. We really would love for you to be in a prayerful relationship with you. So uh, make sure you do that. Um, now, uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to invite the... Um, uh, Kelly and, ben, uh, Kelly and Nick White to their family to come up. 
Um, the White family is joining the church today as they have come to our welcome lunch, and they've actually been around in Sunday school and children's Sunday school and gotten involved in different other ways and decided this is a great place for them to uh, be a part of and to live out their faith and express um, their desire to be part of Christ's kingdom in. So, so as they're coming up, this is... Um, So here we have Kelly, we have Maddie, we have, you're not Ben, sorry, you're Ben, Alex, and Nick. I was about to call you Ben, I'm sorry about that. I know that's the worst thing in the world to be called your sibling's name, because I do it to my kids all the time, and they don't enjoy it very much. So, um, so the Whites are here to uh, join the church, and just um, as you're joining the church, I have some questions just on behalf of the entire church. Um, that uh, Do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? And so say, I do. Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? And if so, say, I do. And do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in his grace, and promise to serve him as your Lord in union with the church which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races? And if so, say, I do. And church, that is a team effort. And so there are um, some questions that we have uh, for you. Um, but first, I have more questions for you. So <laughs> hang on. All right. According to the grace given to you, will you remain faithful members of Christ's holy church and serve as Christ's representatives in the world? If so, say, I will. Now, to y'all. So sorry. Okay, you all, you are receiving um, the White family into membership today, and that is part of our covenant, and David's going to be talking about that a little bit later. And so, friends, do you affirm as Christ's body, the church, both your rejection of sin and your commitment to Jesus. And if so, say, we do. We do. And will you now take the White family into your loving care? Will you care for, and that means, that means all of them, okay? And so will you care for the kids when they're teenagers, they don't like their parents anymore? Will you go on mission trip with them, serve at BBS with them, come teach their Sunday school, tell the parents that everything's going to be okay when their kids are teenagers? If so, say, we will. We will. All right, congregation, would you, uh, I started this last week for just spontaneously, but let's stand and let's give them a warm round of applause or welcome. <laughs> welcome. So. All right, y'all can have a seat. Thank you. So I want to invite Joe King, who's going to come up and read our scripture passage. And then after he reads the scripture passage, we're going to invite all the children to come forward for children's time with Pastor Carrie Lynn. Our scripture today comes from uh, Luke uh, uh, chapter 3, verses 21 and 22. Uh, it's the baptism of Jesus. Now, when the people were baptized and when Jesus also had been baptized and praying, the heaven was open. The Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. This is the word of God for God's people. Let us all say, thanks be to God. We 
should have just had you stay up here, Maddie. Here. I need a lid for my box. All right. I promised you're going to see everything that's in here, but you have to sit. Let's sit down, okay? All right, friends. Now, here's the deal. Today is a very special day. Does anybody know what today is? Church Sunday. It's good. Um, yes, but today is a special Sunday. Does anybody know what's... The feast out there. <laughs> yes, it is the feast out there Sunday. Soups and sweets Sunday, yes, but we've got one more word that starts with S that is today. Does anybody know that word? Sunday, Sunday but one more, one more word that starts Sunday with S. School. Sunday school. <laughs> We're so close. Stewardship Sunday. Can everybody say stewardship Sunday? Can all the adults say stewardship Sunday? Stewardship Sunday is a really important day in the church, and it's a day where we make our commitment that we are going to make to the church for the rest of the year. I know that sounds a little bit scary, but I want to talk about commitment. So um, I'm a sports fan, so um, I make a commitment to the Dallas Stars, right? That I'm going to root for them even when they're terrible and they lose in overtime three games in a row in less than a minute. But is that the same as my commitment to God? No. No, no, it's really not. Okay. Well, listen, I have a lot of things in this life that make me very happy, and one of them is cranberry ginger ale, and it's only available around Christmas time, and I always get as much as I can. I love this stuff, too. So is, I love this stuff. Is it the same as my commitment to God, my commitment to, like, wait in line at Sam's to get a bunch of cranberry ginger ale every December? That's a pretty good commitment, though, isn't it? You would think it'd be a Thanksgiving drink. You would think, Berkeley. Okay, well then, how about this? This is a picture of my brother and my sister. And I love them. They're a little bit crazy, but they're not going to watch this. So is my commitment to my brother and my sister the same as my commitment to God? Kind of. Kind of. I'm really committed to them. Maybe. Maybe. Hmm. Because they're alive. Yes, that is true. They are my family. All right, well, what about this? No. I have this with me all day, every day, and I just look at it all the time. Do your parents look at their phone too much? Should our commitment to God be different than our commitment to our screens? Yes. Would you all look would no. would you all look out there and say to the adults, your commitment to God? should be different than your commitment to your screens. Also, I want to watch less TV. Got him. Got him. Man, I'm so good at this. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Okay, okay, we did say it. All right, listen. So we talked about commitment. So we have commitment to sports teams. We have commitment to family. We have commitment to special holiday drinks. And we have commitment. Oh, wait, let's put our listening ears on. Thank you. Okay, now let's talk about our commitment to God. What are ways in which I show my commitment to God? Can you raise your hand and tell me? Berkeley? The Bible? What else? Yes, the Bible. What besides the Bible? Church, yes. Sunday school, yes. Sunday school. That, yes. Jesus, yes. How else do I show my commitment to God? Jesus. Working here, yeah. You would think. And learning about the Bible. Am I the only one that learns about the Bible here? No. Who 
else learns about the Bible here? I did, t I did teach you about that person that got eaten by that fish. Everybody. Who, who in here is still learning the Bible? Raise your hand. Oh, 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 do you see? Oh, oh. Who in here is still learning the Bible? Raise your hand. Tell them they need to raise their hands. You need to raise your hands. So we're all still learning, right? But does that mean that I'm not committed to God just because I don't know everything about God yet? No, I'm still learning, and that shows my commitment to God. So here's what's going to happen today. I'm going to tell you something that's really important that's happening later in the church service. Your parents, hopefully, have filled out one of these things. It's called a pledge card. Do you see it? Yep. And what they're going to do is they're going to write their information, and they're going to make a commitment to what they're going to give to the church this year. Now, here's the deal. I want you guys to think about this. You guys can commit to giving things to the church this year, too right? What are things that you think you could commit to giving to the church? Toys. Yes. When we do a mission drive for toys, that's perfect. What else are things you can commit to giving to church? Emma? I don't know about bones, but if, we, if you find a way, you let me know. Berkeley? You can donate blood at our, our quarterly blood drive. What about this? How do you think if I wanted to be committed to church, do you think that I could maybe say one nice thing to someone every day? Take care of Take care of someone. That's so good, Maddie. Give food, yeah. Or maybe later when I go outside and I race for my excellent pie, I could let somebody have the first piece instead of taking it for myself. Would that be kind of nice? Or could I commit to coming to Sunday school as often as I can this year? Yeah, so you guys can make a commitment today too. Or what? Or I could commit to helping a poor dog in need. Yes. All of these things. So here's the deal. I want you guys to think about this through the rest of the church service today. When your parents come forward and they're bringing their pledge card, I want you to think about what you can commit to the church too. Because this stuff's just not for adults, right? You guys can commit to coming to church and praying and being nice to people and telling them about God's love, right? What? You don't have to write your email on here. It's okay. It's very personal information. So what? Lots of treasures. Fantastic. Okay, we are going to pray. Are you ready? Let's fold our hands, close our eyes. Repeat after me. Ready? Dear God, thank you for all of the gifts that you have given us. Help us on Stewardship Sunday to take seriously our commitment to you and to Creekwood. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks, guys.
Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for all the gifts that you have given to us, our lives, our loved ones, all that we have, all that we are. Most of all, we thank you for Jesus, your Son and our Redeemer, who came among us to show us the way to eternal life. Jesus was the perfect steward of your gifts, showing us that complete trust in you is necessary, that giving of self is most important part of following him. May our offerings of our time and talents and money be made in the same spirit of love that Jesus taught us by his life and death for us. Lord, help us to see as you saw. Help us to serve as you served. Help us to show up. Help us to take notice. For those that are missing from the pews beside us, help us to be inviting. Help us and give us courage to invite a friend, a neighbor to church. Give us the words that we need to say. Give us courage to reach out to those who cannot be with us on Sunday mornings. Give us the compassion to tell them that we notice and we care. Help us to show up, to visit, to be the church that you would want us to be, Lord. On this Sunday, help us to be renewed. Help us to think, Lord, what is it that you want us to do? How can we be good stewards for you? How can we be stewards to one another and our community? What is it that you have all of us to do? O oh Lord, giver of life and source of our freedom, we are reminded that yours is the earth in its fullness, the world and those who dwell in it. We know that it is from your hand that we have received all that we have and are and will be. Gracious and loving God, we understand that you call us to be the stewards of your abundance. We are the caregivers, the caretakers, all of us entrusted Help us always to use your gifts wisely and teach us to share them generously. May our faithful stewardship bear witness to the love of Christ in our lives. As we pray the prayer that you taught us with grateful hearts, we say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So I want to invite uh, Pastor Adam and his family, uh, Blair and little Abby, to come up here. Although I don't know if Abby wants to come up here right now. Um, 
for those of you who may not have uh, read the email or received the news, this is going to be um, Pastor Adams last Sunday with us, and I wanted to put him before you as um, to say a uh, to prayer over him and uh, future plans, as well as just to celebrate. Um, Adam's been here a little over a year, and in that time, uh, we've seen. Um, the Sojourners group, I know some of you are part of the Sojourners Sunday School group that is exploring the intersections of uh, faith and how it plays into our lives really, really well. Uh, it has been a great group that has grown. We've seen um, Disciple Bible Study come back on Wednesday nights, which has been really exciting. And, and Adam has really done a great job of shepherding the lay discipleship group, which is responsible for this whole idea of uh, quarterly having a big celebration all together to get to see each other and know each other and, and celebrate together and um, the food you will eat that I stand in the way of uh, is a semblance of how great that uh, group is doing. And so we wanted to thank Adam uh, for everything he has, do, uh, has done here at Creekwood and, um, and whatever future ventures that God is putting on your heart thank you. um, going forward. So Yeah, we just simply want to say thank you for um, embracing us and um, our family, it's been such a joy to be here with y'all. And um, I just have such a, even it's just been over a year, it's kind of crazy to think about, but a, a special place in my heart for y'all. And I just hope you continue to thrive and thrive and thrive. And thank you for supporting um, my family and, and us as we've been here together. Thank you. Now we all know that, yeah. If you want to know what discipleship looks like, you started clapping, so Abby started clapping. That's what it means to be at church with a child. So um, I'll tell you what, if you would, um, let's pray over Adam and Blair and Abby, and um, I just, I'm going to put my hand on Adam's shoulder, but if you'll just extend a hand out, that would be great. So. Lord, we pray um, your mercy and your blessing upon Adam and Blair and Abby as they uh, go forward in ministry, uh, whatever new shape that looks like, as they go from forward as a family in all of the different shapes that that will look like, uh, new adventures to come, times of peace with each other, and Lord, we hold them in our hearts, um, even though we may not be immediately together. Um, so we thank you for um, childish uh, screams, we thank you for wandering in the, in the sanctuary, and we thank you for steady faithfulness in guiding people through the life of discipleship that you call us to in our baptism. And so, God, we pray for um, Adam and his family as um, they go from this place, but not from our hearts. And it's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Awesome. Thank you. So. <laughs> now she wants to be up here. So I want to invite our ushers to get ready for our time of offering. Um, just a word about pledge cards. Uh, the expectation is um, that when we do a time of baptismal uh, renewal or remembrance, um, we're going to have kind of our communion flow where we're going to come and be able to remember our baptism um, in these bowls up here later after the message. And you can drop your pledge cards in the bowls that are uh, the wood bowls that are here. Don't put them in the water bowls because that'll ruin them, but uh, put them in the water bowls. Um, if for some reason you feel like you're not going to take part in that and you want to drop it in the offering plate now, that's great. Um, you can do that. We'll get that. And if you don't have a pledge card, then there are some on the back table and um, you can either walk back and get one or you can just you know, raise your hand up and some of our best friends will bring them to you um, that you can be a part of. And if you've been inspired right now to just add an extra zero, just ask for another one and just throw it in there. <laughs> Um, so anyway, let me pray over our offering. Gracious God, we give you thanks for all of the blessings that you have bestowed upon us, this wonderful facility, but more importantly, God, the neighbors and the friends who sit next to us. 
the cries of infants, the jostling of young people, the songs from the choir, songs from the praise band, the way we sing together, the food that is waiting for us, all of these blessings that we call church, that we are blessed to be a blessing, God. And so this uh, money that comes in today, the money that will come in throughout the year, may we use it responsibly, not just inwardly focusing toward our own community, but looking outwardly from these walls to recognize who is lonely and who is hurting and who needs your good grace and the peace of Christ in their life that we can offer, whether that be through our own resources we're willing to give up, or maybe it's just the presence of community that somebody needs. And so God, may we be a listening ear as we take what you have given us and make it yours again. And it's in your son's name we pray. Amen. is the 
So the scripture verse today is the culmination of this narrative of John the Baptist bringing in this language of baptism in our sermon series of water and roots and rediscovering baptism and what it means to be a church and commit to a church and and be a part of what Jesus is doing in the world. But I want to bring another scripture verse to mind. And Steve, I forgot the clicker, so if you can bring it up on the screen. It's from uh, the Gospel of Mark, and it is this story of Jesus sitting right by the temple and says, as he taught, he said, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to have the best seats in the synagogues and places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses and for the sake of appearance say long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. He sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. 
a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which are worth a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury, for all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. I know this passage seems random in comparison with the baptism, but I promise you that it is applicable. And I hope you uh, recognize or appreciate the danger in reading a passage on Stewardship Sunday where the lowest giver is the one who is given the most honor uh, in this situation. But um, the coin you hold, the coin you should have gotten when you walked in from um, Jack and Carol Stone, they handed you this coin. And this is a replica of the coin that this woman would have put two of in. This is called a lepton. And the leptin is the thinnest, most insignificant coin in the Roman world. In the time of Jesus, when they are doing their finances, there's a denarii. The scribes probably had lots of denarii. Denarii is like a week's worth of wages or maybe even a month's worth of wages for some people. It is a lot of money. And then there are other denominations of coinage that were out there. But the leptin says worth about a penny. It is the smallest, most insignificant coinage that this woman could have possibly put in there. And yet Jesus lifts this woman up and says, she's the one setting the example. She's the one doing the right thing. Because this story isn't about the amount of money that is given. This story is about what it means to be a part of the church of Jesus Christ. I got, to hear, um, I got to hear Jesus' baptism preached on by another gentleman, a gentleman at the North Georgia Spiritual Life Retreat for Youth, and we took our youth group there. And um, if, if you've ever uh, witnessed somebody who is tanking so badly and knows that they're tanking badly but just can't seem to just stop doing what they're doing, and so it looks like a train wreck in slow motion— um, and y'all are thinking, like, David, we watch you do this every Sunday. But uh, it, this guy literally was, I mean, he just, he started out, he walked in, and to be fair, he was trying to talk about how important it was to have your own personal, individual, you and God relationship. That was the most vital thing to your faith. And so he started out trying to be edgy, and he, he looks at this group of young people that have been brought by their churches and said, you need to know that your church doesn't matter. And you have never seen a whole bunch of youth pastors' faces be like, don't listen to this guy anymore. <laughs> we started out with, your church doesn't matter, and it got worse. It got worse because during the rabbit trail in which he constantly tried to find his thread back to the main point, he said these words about Jesus' baptism. He said, look guys, even Jesus had to go into the Jordan River to be saved from his sins. If you didn't gasp, you got it wrong. No, just to be clear, Jesus of Nazareth, whom the dove of the Holy Spirit came down upon and said, heard the voice of God say, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, who we hold to be sinless and faultless, who would, you know, die for our sins because he was sinless and took all of our sins upon him. Jesus, that Jesus, did not have to be baptized because he had made mistakes in his past. Just so we're clear. But when we think about the way we normally talk about baptism, it kind of makes sense. Because if I were to walk up to most people on the street, or if I were to walk up to you perhaps, and I'd say, hey, what's the reason we get baptized? What would you possibly say? Would you say something along the lines of, well, it washes away our sins? Because that's often how we think about baptism is the water washes away our sins. We are immersed to wash away our sins. And 
so is Jesus a sinner who is, has to have his sins washed away? Or are we limiting our speak about what baptism really is? And I think it's the second one. Carrie Lynn was talking about repentance three weeks ago. Repentance being this about face. The Greek word is metanoia. It literally means change of one's mind. But not like, hey, I'm not going to McDonald's anymore. I'm going to Burger King. It is like, no, I'm never getting fast food again. It is a complete change of direction, a complete change of mind. And this is what John has been preaching. And, and the scripture passage says it's not just Jesus who got baptized, but it's a whole host of other people. When all of them had been baptized and Jesus had been baptized too, that they are going out to John to receive this, what is called a baptism of repentance. And we have made repentance a word that means simply, I'm sorry. That when I repent of something, I'm simply saying, I'm sorry and I won't do it again, I promise. But the, the word of repentance that John is preaching is a complete change of mind. And when we do the baptism, whether for an infant or an adult, we say that we are initiating into Christ's mighty acts of holiness. Because what John was preaching was an entirely different way of life. And Jesus brought this into his teaching. And you see the Sermon on the Mount, a lot of that is what the Essene community was teaching. If someone strikes you on a cheek, what do you do? You don't punch them back, you turn the other cheek. If someone doesn't have a cloak, you give them your other cloak that you might have. Jesus says if someone asks for your cloak, give them your shirt too. Jesus actually takes it farther. It's this entirely different life of generosity and kindness, mercy and justice. This entirely different way of thinking that is not just about the survival of the fittest or the survival of ourself. It's not just about our individual personal one-on-one -on -one relationship with God or our individual personal relationship here on this earth. But it is understanding the interconnected network of God's creation and how we work together and how we live together. It's how we treat our neighbor. I think you may have heard before that we are called to love the Lord your God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. John is calling people to repentance, not I'm sorry for the sins of the past, but I am going to change my mind. I'm going to do about face toward this entirely different way of life. And Jesus jumps in the water with us to say yes that everything John is talking about, I am on board with. And when I jump in the water, Jesus is proclaiming himself to be the Messiah because John was the precursor of the Messiah. And so he's endorsing what John is saying. He's saying that he's going to be the Messiah. But here's what I really think the main point of Jesus getting baptized was. Because Jesus wasn't a sinner. Jesus didn't have, a, have his sins washed away. I think Jesus was jumping in the midst of the water to say, that I am faithful with y'all and I'm with y'all in this. Philippians 2 makes a big deal about how God did not have to take on a bodily form. God did not have to do these things, but God took on a bodily form to walk with us and come along with us, to stay consistent to every part in the Old Testament where when we're in trouble or when we're lost, God shows up. And so God taking on human flesh is showing up over and over again, showing us how to do this thing. But more importantly, it's saying, I will be with you. So much so that I'm willing to get in the same water with you. I'm willing to go through the same ritual as you. I'm going to take all that I have, and I'm going to put it in the box. This is why the widow does more than just put two coins in the box. Is the widow takes everything she has, everything that is precious to her, and she puts it in the box. She gives it to church. 
See, to her church, it does matter because to Jesus, church matters. Jesus jumps in the water of the Jordan River to be in community with those who are also seeking a new way of life and become the leader, the savior of those people who are seeking new life. To say that no matter how high and mighty I am above you, no matter how much of God that I am, that I've been around since the beginning, I'm still in this with you. And Jerry's song of I Will Remain Faithful is really what Jesus is showing us here that I will remain faithful to you, I will be who you are, I will do what you do, and I will show you how to do it, and I will lead you through it, and now will you remain faithful to me? Or will you stand in the street and just say long prayers? Or just give oodles of dollars and make sure everybody sees that you give oodles of dollars? Or will you stand in the midst of the church and say, hey, everybody, this is, this is what I would like, and everybody should do what I want, and this is about me. I'm here to tell you, the baptism of Jesus, while your individual relationship with God is vitally important, the reason Jesus gets baptized is because the relationship of everybody else is equally important. We are to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and also love our neighbor as ourselves. Church matters. Church matters to your relationship with God, and you matter to somebody else's relationship with God. And what we are challenged in Jesus' baptism in saying that we are baptized in the water and the spirit, that through the water and spirit that we will be a part of, and that we have experience, whether an infant or an adult, wherever we experience baptism, our challenge is to recognize that Jesus jumped in the same water as us, and we have to ask if we're ready to jump in the same water as him. Are we ready to take all that's precious from wherever we may be high and mighty and give it to God and let the community of Christ do with it what God wishes? I believe the woman who gave two coins speaks to me about what baptism means more than a lot of other scriptures. Because she took, it doesn't matter the amount, it's not about the amount, she took what was precious to her and she was willing to give it up to God for the sake of all of God's people. When if you've ever been in a place of poverty before, you know that even just one penny makes a difference. And her trust was such and her faith was such that she was willing to give it all away because she believed in the world that God wanted to see. And so that's our invitation today is we um, unite ourselves in stewardship as we unite ourselves in the Holy Spirit as we come forward to remember our baptism. And when we say remember our baptism, you may remember when you were baptized. I know that I was baptized in Arlington, Texas at New World United Methodist Church. I have no idea when it was. I have no idea what time it was. I only know that because my parents have told me. We're not saying, hey, remember the moment that you were baptized. We're saying, remember when you wanted to jump into the river. Remember, the mo remember that you are called to put your coins in the box. Remember that no matter what you have or who you are, you're invited to be part of what God is doing. It's just a matter of remembering who you are and that God has claimed you. And your choice to remember that is your acceptance of saying yes. Yeah, I want to be a part of that. And I'll take my coins and I'll put them in the box. 
and I'll join with what God is doing through the church community. Because to Jesus, community matters. Church matters. That's why baptism matters. So I want to invite um, the other pastors to come join me as we lead you through the questions of baptism again. And after we do, um, we're going to do kind of like communion. And so um, these two sections will funnel to the middle, and then you'll banana off into— there are bowls in front of each of the section. You'll go to the bowl that's in front of your section. The same thing, y'all go to the middle and go to the bowl there. And and we'll be waiting for you to simply come, and and, uh, we will uh, put water on your head and just tell you, remember your baptism and be thankful. And I'd love for you to take some time at your seat in prayer afterward. You can drop your pledge card off in the bowl um, on the way up here. And um, just a special little tidbit, it came up and spiked all the water with water from the Jordan River um, earlier um, that we gathered on our trip to Israel. Um, just as a special way of saying, Jesus jumped in the river with you. Will we jump in the river with Jesus? And so... The baptismal questions. On behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? And if so, say, I do. I do. Do you accept the freedom and power that God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? If so, say, I do. I do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in his grace, and promise to serve him as your Lord, in union with the church with which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races. If so, say, I do. I do. According to the grace given to you, will you remain faithful members of Christ's holy church and serve Christ's representatives in this world? If so, I say, will. I will. I will. I will. As members of Christ's universal church, will you be loyal to the United Methodist Church and do all in your power to strengthen its ministries? And if so, say, I will. will. And as members of this congregation, will you faithfully participate in its ministries by your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? And if so, say, we will. We will. That's a team effort. Now we're going to go down and uh, we'll take a picture to each station and pray over the water. where people became whole again and you showed us your power and might through the water that you turned into wine to show us that the best is yet to come. God, we pray that you would yet be again in these waters of our baptismal remembrance that we might come through and remember that you have called us to something more, something better, something kind, something uh, merciful, something loving and passionate, something together with you and with each other. And so may your Holy Spirit hover upon these waters as it did in the beginning, so that as we touch them, and as we are blessed by them, we might know that your Spirit is within us and around us. And it's in your Son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
special note before we begin, I just want to mention if this is, if you have never been baptized and this is the time in which you feel like you want to be part of the Christian community and you want to profess Christ as your Savior and you want to join in with the church, um, I would invite you just to come through my line, make your way over to my line and just let me know because we'll do that afterward um, and, uh, to let everyone just have that opportunity. So um, the, the bowls are prepared. We invite you to come, just come from the front to the back. And remember your baptism.
So I asked him if I could announce, but I just want to celebrate the, the family who joined, the white family. Nick and uh, Alex and Ben and Maddie were just baptized today. So let's give them a round of applause. And, All right, I recognize that more than David, I am the one that stands between you and food. So we're going to do this. It was apparently a little much last week, but you all remembered and listened to the announcements. So we're going to do this together really fast. So say to your neighbor, hey, neighbor, the kids and students are going to have the best summer ever. And you would feel real silly if you missed it. So go to creekwoodumc.org slash summer to see their whole schedule. Okay, now turn to your neighbor and say, hey neighbor. Sometimes we need to leave the church to love the church's members the best. So we're gonna be doing our Share the Love of Valentine's Day on February 12th. You're still saying this to your neighbor. To love our homebound members so they know we have not forgotten them. All right, friends, that's all the announcements that we have. If you will stand for our last song, and kiddos, if you're in traditional service, you get to see we do something really fun. So, kiddos, you can come on up here. We have a whole box of instruments. Woo, come on up. For you contemporary people, at the end of traditional, we have what's called a sending song that we'll be doing after I do my benediction. So just as we're blending different worship styles, but um, instead of a normal benediction, let me pray over our stewardship together. So let's pray. And we'll pray over the meal as well. 
Gracious God, as we join together in baptism and with our stewardship and with all that we are and all that we have, we give it to you, God, so that we might be the people of your church and not our own, joined in your spirit and not our own, so that we might do your mission and not our own. God, it is in um, your spirit that we gather together and we ask your blessing over all of the food that is gathered and waiting for us, over all the conversation we will have and all of the fun that will be as part of a church family. Um, God, protect us and unite us and inspire us as we seek to be people who love God, love our neighbor, and love ourselves. Amen. for joining us in worship. If you'd like to find out more information about how you can grow spiritually or engage with the missions of our church, please visit our website at creekwoodumc.org. Have a wonderful day.